2022 season redraft is upon us, and we here at the deli are ready to give you the goods. Welcome back to the 2022 season, and we have our top redraft tips for the year. I'm ready to open up the deli. I am so excited to be back. Let's get this going. To the DFS Deli. Oh, that felt, that just felt like, oh, did you, did you feel that, Baker? Did you feel that inside of you? Did you, you feel just that? say you're inside of me? No, no, not me inside of you. Like that feeling that, ah, just, just ready for the, just ready for the football, football, football in the Deli is I back, mean, We baby. got preseason football going on as we speak. We got Joshua Dobbs catching more touchdowns. I mean, it's here. Like. I was talking football with, you know, my beer cleaning lines guy earlier today. Like, it's here. God damn it. And yes, I it is here. And we are. I got to I got to test without a doubt. Yes, I am ready. And if you don't know, I am the proprietor of this delicatessen, Saleh Ali Shahid. And I am joined tonight on this very special episode of the deli. It's special because it's the first time back. And. We're not talking DFS today. We're talking redraft. We're talking your fantasy leagues. We're talking those drafts that are going on right now, a couple weeks away from the football season. And I am joined tonight by Baker, Bakerlicious Taco, the catalyst of controversy, the Jekyll to my hide. Or actually, would it be the opposite? Are you Jekyll or Hyde? I feel like I'm definitely Jekyll. Okay, okay, I figured as much. Baker, welcome back to the deli. Your first clock end of the year. How are you feeling? I mean, Baker? I've been itching for this like a freaking crackhead for, you know, quite some time, blowing you up, hitting you up every so often, like, dude, when we doing it, when we doing it, when we doing it. Took the Twitter, yo, I'm listening to old things from last year. When we doing it, when we doing it, when we doing it, what's going on? What's going on? When we doing it. So Yeah, yeah. It took me it took me some time to get set up and you know, just just let that first week of preseason kind of iron itself out. Cause I know people have been doing best ball drafts, they've been doing their regular redrafts, and you know, us as our main league, we don't we we go weekend before Labor Day weekend. As most of us know, Labor Day weekend is probably the the draft pinnacle right before the season starts. All the injuries are out of the way, rankings are settling. But we're we're ready. We're ready to give you our top tips to win your fantasy draft and i'm not talking super flex i'm not talking best ball i'm not talking dfs now some of these rules do apply to your best ball drafts but we're talking traditional snake draft old school the meat and bones of the fantasy community baker are you ready are you ready for this year in redraft i felt like you were about to hit me with a triple h right there like are you ready are you ready? Are <laughs> oh, you ready? That's what I thought you were about to hit me with. I could just hit you with a SpongeBob. <laughs> and just keep it simple. I'm ready. I'm ready. I mean, you can never go wrong with a SpongeBob reference, in my humble opinion. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I feel as more of our deli mates come on the show, there would be SpongeBob references, Family Guy references, just every reference you can think of under the sun. We we're, we're we're just pumped, man. I am pumped. So oh, yeah, the, the second chill gets back here, he's going back to calling me Squidward. So <laughs> Squidward, Squidward. 
technique. <laughs> I'm ready to give you all the techniques, man. And I want you, because I know you got some draft tips, some draft strategies. I only strategies, got one. But I want to start. Got, I only got, you only one. got one. Only got no, one. no, 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 no. You shut up. You shut up. You shut up right now because I already know where you're going. Okay? We're not there yet. We're not Just there me. yet. Okay? I know we'll get there. Because I want to we'll start at I want to start at the beginning, Baker. I want to start at the beginning. Before the 101 timer starts, I want to hit you with that first tip. Okay. Okay? You're ready for I'm the ready. first tip. The first crucial tip to winning your fantasy football Is it draft. showing up? Yeah. Oh, well, that is part of it. <laughs> but no, no. Even before you oh. show up, even before you show up, I'm talking a credible source of rankings okay if you can invest fifty dollars or a hundred dollars or whatever your buy-in to your particular league is you can invest in a subscription service that offers you proper rankings all right i'm not talking about typing in yahoo.com sorting by ppr printing out the sheets and going into your draft thinking you're going to be successful no you have to lay down your own ranking system Adjust accordingly to injuries and, and, and anything like that. And based off your personal bias and adjust your own rankings and have them ready for the draft. So you can adjust accordingly. Now, Baker, are you subscribed to any services that provide rankings? Either is for, you know, not even for redraft, for like DFS or, or anything like that. Are you subscribed? For DFS, I have a few subscriptions, but for redraft, I got nothing. Uh, due to the fact that I do my own personal rankings, and that's how I draft my redraft leagues. And that's okay. That That's okay, too. Because as long as it's coming from s- some incredible source, it's okay. So, like, I, I just can't stand the people that think they're going to type in some generic ranking system. Because guess what? ESPN, Yahoo, Underdog, they're all different. They're all different. Some have uh, their rankings divided into tiers. Some have them just according to ADP, and it's not just ADP on like a, a worldwide consensus. No, 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 no. This is according to their particular site. So what ESPN sees as the 101 is in like I don't know Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, et cetera, et cetera. Underdog might see it differently because there's a different set of people drafting in these leagues. So you have to come in prepared and ready to adjust those rankings accordingly. Gone are the days. Remember remember we used to do this back in the day, Baker? Tell me. Tell me you remember we us doing this. The magazine. I can't. I, I, oh, God. Whenever I see magazines, I'm like, I used to actually look at those things. The hell was wrong with me? We all did, bro. You know those preseason magazines that came out three weeks before the damn preseason started, thinking those were going to be accurate, and we swore oh, by absolutely. those. Don't you know that these rankings are a living and breathing entity? What are they, plankton? And they adjust constantly. Yes, yes, they are. They adjust constantly. So if you're not prepared to adjust on the fly and you're not ready for your draft on that particular day, you will automatically lose. So tip number one, please come prepared. Anything to add to that particular tip maker? No. You know, um, I know myself personally, um, when it comes to online drafts, drafts that I'm not doing in person, you know, I make sure I get into the uh, draft lobby as soon as it's open, as soon as it's available. 
so that, you know, the default rankings that are on, you know, whatever site you're using, I can actually input my rankings, you know, into my queue. So I'm looking at my rankings in my queue. So as players are coming off, I can just be like, oh, this is the top person on my board. Does it match what I particularly need in this round? Oh, it does. Or I don't care. It's just the top person I need. I'm not drafting for specific needs. Give me the top person on my personal board or in whatever ranking system I'm going for. So that would be the other tip to, I guess, go along with that to kind of piggyback on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like that's that's going to branch into when we get to the queue, when we get to our drafts, because there's a couple of different types of drafts. Obviously, you know, ours is done in person, so there isn't an online queue. It's us waiting for each other to pick. But most people, especially on the websites, they're they're in a queue. They're in a lobby. They're waiting for that timer to come up. And if you're not queuing up that next person or that next next person, your draft strategy could go right out the window extremely yeah, you could easily so. forget oh man i wanted to get this one guy but i forgot and somebody else grabbed him or you know he wasn't on this he wasn't in the window of the top players because this site's stupid as hell so you know it had him mm -hmm. far down and i didn't realize he was still available blah 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 you know all those fun type of things absolutely so next tip prepare to not be distracted during your draft but being distracted is so much we fun. set up our draft day we set up our draft days weeks sometimes months our draft falls on the exact same weekend on the exact same day every year if you do not have that block of time set aside to focus on your fantasy draft i would recommend not doing it <laughs> Or renegotiating a different time. Only because at that point, if you're not present for your draft, that means you are getting BA, best available. And let me tell you, if you get best available, you're getting a kicker in the seventh round. Getting a defense in the eighth. <laughs> Absolutely, because that means your roster has to be full before you even think about selecting other positions. So if you do not have that block of time to take a side, and do your fantasy draft properly, renegotiate. But the I time. so badly want distractions at our draft. Um, and what I mean by that is I am levying levying for our draft to be done at a strip club just so there can be so many different distractions while everybody's drafting. <laughs> oh my god, I'm I would literally buy a lap dance for everybody while they're on the clock. It would Baker paying entry fees. Oh, on absolutely. <laughs> like, I'm, I I will absolutely just make it rain to be just to get distractions because the way as as the commissioner of our league, once that clock is up, the person behind you can jump. I'm intentionally trying to distract people. <laughs> I doubt that we'll actually do it at a strip club because I think for the most part, I'm the only person that, you know, somewhat almost a little bit regularly goes to a strip club. <laughs> rule rule 2a tip 2a don't draft oh my god it'd be so much fun though you can't it would be a unique yeah, experience but a lot of rosters will look oh, upside absolutely. down like to whoever is <laughs> listening to this for the love of everything holy if you find that somewhat interesting throw it out to your league let's do our draft at a strip club and just see what happens because like like i said i'm going to continue to push for this until it happens in our league one of these days i'm going to get it to happen one day it may not happen this year but before I die and before this league dies, I want that so badly. Well, listen, if you win, 
you get to pick the destination. And wherever we're at, strip just club. say strip club. Like, I won't care. And we got to go. Oh, we got to win. I will let go. second place pick the city, and I will just say strip club. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, I can't emphasize this enough because we've had, in our league, people drafting while they're at work, people drafting while they're on the toilet, people having to phone in multiple multiple picks, who's left, who's available. I'm not telling you a bit of information. If you don't come prepared, that's on you. And your failure in our league is on I mean, you. I'm not bailing you out whatsoever. As the commissioner, that is a, oh, so annoying. It's like, who's left? Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, input, I'm not tolerating that shit, and neither should as you I'm in inputting your league. everything. Who's available? Oh, my God. Please shut up. Yes, so please come prepared. Anything else to branch off that tip before I head into tip number three? Well, with you saying be prepared so many times, I can't help but think of the Lion King, Scar, you know, be prepared. That's it. My God. I think this would be a really good time. A really good time. To hit that like button. (laughs) Like, subscribe. And make sure you take the deli with you because we got redraft content we got daily fantasy content best ball content everything that you could imagine this year is coming to your pocket in your iphone or android device i am psyched it only takes one minute one second to hit that like button hit that subscribe button it takes me what about an hour hour and a half to edit upload do this stuff so if you're enjoying any of our ridiculousness on episode number one for the 2022 season Take that time out and hit that subscribe button, which brings me to tip number three. And Baker, I already know you're going to disagree with this. Don't drink and draft. Not only do I disagree with this, hold up, pause, rewind, stop, cut that. As two avid drinkers, as somebody who's currently consuming alcohol as we speak, duh. I mean, what? Baker. Baker, I've got some sad news what? for you. As of 2022, I am completely sober. I have given up the the pleasures of alcohol. And I will not consume anymore to distort my mind, my body, or my soul with the consumption of alcoholic beverages. So if this is a a deterrent to you and our friendship, I apologize. But but it's over. I'm sober. <laughs> All right, consider this my uh, two week notice uh, to the deli. Sully, so Sully, I'm not working here anymore. Like we're not doing that. Now that that lie is out of the way, who tried to listen? I don't mind if you consume an alcoholic but don't be that guy don't be that guy exactly baker if you are three shits to the wind at round three (laughs) you're done you're done if your alcoholic beverages count matches the round you're in in your draft actually you know what that's not bad actually that's pretty good honestly I mean, if you're three beers in in round three, that's not horrible. If you're three shots in in round three, it's going to be a long draft. 
It's going to be a long draft. Yes, exactly. So in order to focus on your mental game and not for the love of God, you know what? You want to know one of my biggest pet peeves is, Baker? Picking somebody that is off the board. Cannot stand it. Because your drunk ass won't focus on your sheets and this big draft board that has pictures and names on it. Okay. And you want to pick this guy. Like when I say X player and we all look and groan and say he was picked three rounds ago, put the fucking sauce down. Okay. Just put it down. Focus. Focus. I mean, I guess that is the one positive about doing online drafts. The one and only is you, you can't, you yes, can't, yes. Live drafts is the only time yeah, that happens. You can't yes. draft somebody who's already drafted because the system won't let you. <laughs> But you can draft injured players or retired players. I mean, so what if I don't realize Calvin Ridley's, you know, out for the entire season and I want to take him in the fifth round because I'm thinking that, you know, it's insane value. So what? Listen, I feel the same way about Chris Carson and Rob Gronkowski and James White. But I'm going to be sober enough to know that I'm not drafting either of those players. I mean, we can get you drunk enough. Maybe. After, <laughs> after, if you want to get messed up after the draft, when we're, we're all staring at the board, roster baiting over our freaking draft, that's perfectly fine. But during the time, just, just focus for me, please focus, just focus, focus. I mean, you're not, you're not wrong though. Being that guy. Yeah. Just don't be that guy. Yes. Tip three. Don't be that guy. Now, Baker, we've prepared for the draft. Be we've set time aside for the draft. We're at the draft. We have maybe one one alcoholic beverage going. We're sober for the draft. Now it's time to draft. Okay. Okay. Which brings me to tip number four. The old adage. The old adage. And it still holds true today. You cannot win your fantasy draft in False. round one. But you sure as hell can You can lose. win it in round one. Yes, you No, can. you can't. This year you can. A healthy, a healthy 17 games of any of those top flight players, regardless if you're at the top of the draft, regardless if you're bottom of the draft, middle, blah, blah, blah. If those X amount of players in whatever tier that you have perform up to standards, they will significantly outscore anyone else at that particular position. And I know where you're going with this, you know. Baker. Just get the Jefferson Jefferson shit out of the way now. I, just I'm go. just saying, just go. like, if you have the opportunity to, just draft Justin Jefferson. That's my whole thing. So you're so you're at the one on one, Baker. <laughs> you have the first pick in the draft, and you would have the audacity to say Justin Jefferson. No, I'm not. Are you no, sure I'm about that? I probably would. Oh, my Lord. Jesus. <laughs> no, all jokes aside. OK, I don't take Justin Jefferson one, but he is the number one receiver off the board, period. No, uh, no Cooper Cup. He's not in my top two. No, no, no. Jamar He's not Chase. In my top one. No, Stefan. Stefan Diggs is going to poop on Justin Jefferson this year. I you mean, you lost that bet last year. You'll lose it again this year. I did. I did lose that bet last year, and I'm more than willing to make it again. I mean, you're going to so. lose it for the rest of Stefan Diggs' career, so it's okay, though. First of all, Baker, all right, listen, this isn't the show. This isn't the show for that. That show is coming soon. 
I think it's the ne- no, it's the it's not the next show because that's DFS strategies. The one after that is the is basically the footballer's equivalent to the My Guys episode, the do's and don'ts of drafting, and we will get into those particular players and, on that show. So we're not going to sit here and argue about that and right now. On Baker. that show, I'm going to be screaming 18 from the top of my freaking lungs. But all right, getting back to you know what we're talking about. So listen, I know we I know we like to reference our league a lot because that's the baseline for it. You mean the, so you in mean round I one, Justin Jefferson. In? I feel the league that I have huh? Justin Jefferson in, right? Yes, the league you had Justin Jefferson in, and the league I have Stephon Diggs in. So, <laughs> so Too sure. there's that. Now, last year, albeit I made the playoffs, I essentially lost my draft in the first round because at oh, pick oh eight, god, right, did you lose your nine, draft in the first round? Lord Jesus, did you? Yeah. I I went without. I went with an unproven commodity. And I selected Clyde Edwards Elair over over Jonathan and Taylor. Didn't you select him over Najee Harris too? Who else? Uh, n- yes. Yeah, I think I selected him over Joe Mixon too. Yeah, because Joe Mixon went in the second round. Yeah, he did. Yep. So right then and there, I lost because I tried to se- I tried to get cute and select what I thought could have been a potential breakout player. As opposed to someone that has already tried to be it. the smartest guy in the room. Tried to be the smartest guy in the room. Yes, that that's basically the overview of that tip, Baker. Don't try to be the smartest guy in the room in round one. Probably round two. To be honest, honestly, the the first four rounds you don't have to be the smartest guy. I don't know about. I I think I think I think it's I think it's two rounds, and then you can start getting into upside picks or. You know, like proven commodities, maybe, you know, a rookie or two that you think could break out. I I don't know, depending on that situation. But, like, I feel like the first two rounds are, like, be safe, play conservative, don't lose your draft. Now, injuries aside, of course, because, as you know, I had King Henry last year, which basically carried me throughout the season. But he got hurt. So, that happens. And that is not your fault. But drafting somebody that has a lot of question marks around them in the early rounds will lose you a fantasy draft more often than it will win you a fantasy draft. Yeah. So, yes, mistakes were made. We learn and we move forward. We were so high on that man last year. Yeah, I got way too high on Clyde Edwards-Alaire, okay? I was sipping that Kool-Aid. And let me tell you, there was no sugar in that muff. Like this dude over here thinking it's 25 for Kansas City, thinking it's Jamal Charles over here, so... Oh, wouldn't that, that would be, nice? be nice? Could you imagine Jamal Charles in this offense? Oh my God! I think I have wet dreams. That, I, <laughs> Prime Jamal Charles in this. Like I have wet dreams thinking about how fucking stupid that would be. Yeah, but what about what about uh, what about Prime Todd Gurley in the Rams offense? <laughs> I mean, which I that's the real question. Which do you think would be better? Which do, do you think Jamal Charles in this offense? I know we're getting off the rails, but do you think Jamal Charles in this offense a little bit for the Chiefs would be better than Prime Todd Gurley? No, I would I would take Jamal Charles in last year's Chiefs offense, sans you know Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I, I, people are people are sleeping on the Chiefs offense. I think the Chiefs offense is still going to be explosive. Well, when you have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, I mean, it's still going to hum, and one of the best coaches. So you know, and that guy, and that be guy right. from Cleveland Heights. <laughs> so yeah, they'll they'll, they'll be I, right. they'll be I. Right. Yeah, he he's he's a he's a Hall of That's Fame. Travis or, Kelsey, for people who don't know, at, at, yeah, at that position. I 
I think they know we, we, we they, they, the listeners know we weren't talking about Juju Smith Schuster. People might not know Travis Kelsey's from Cleveland Heights. What, what represents? <laughs> anyway, we are going to go into tip number five. If you've gotten past the first two rounds, if you've gotten past the first two rounds, maybe even that third round. Now, now it's time to risk it to get the biscuit, which right? we both know I love to do in drafts. Yes, yes. So, in these rounds, this, this is where you can start targeting some of the breakout candidates. Now, let's say you're at the bottom of your draft and all the top flight running backs went off. So, you went on ahead and drafted, I don't know, Travis Kelsey, that that guy you were just speaking about. So, you got the number one tight end, right? And you come back around, there just happens to be a top flight receiver there. You go ahead and swoop that 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 wide receiver. Now you're getting into the third, fourth round, and you go, uh-oh. All right, you're running backs. What do you do? This is where you have to target some of these upside guys, some of these maybe rookies or breakout candidates. So around that ADP, you find guys like Travis Etienne. Find guys Brees like Brees Hall. Those are the guys that, especially if you're going the zero RB route, don't quote unquote. I mean, I don't recommend going the Z, the zero RB route, but if if that's the way your draft fell, then that's the way you yeah, got to do things. Don't. That's the way. That's yeah, the way it's got to be. Right. So instead of so instead of getting somebody like old and and dusty or something like that in a bad like offense, Antonio Gibson, or like, oh, go poor Antonio. Anyway, uh, pour one out for Antonio Gibson. You want to talk about a guy that free fell? Like, his ADP went from, like, I don't know, a third, fourth rounder to, like, free? I don't know, undrafted? I mean, somebody's going to draft him. Why? But, like, ooh, Why? that's a landmine. Those are the guys you have to avoid. That's that's the type of guys I'm Legit talking about. Legit question. Next Saturday, when we're doing our draft down in sunny Orlando, wherever the hell we're doing at, which will most likely be our Airbnb, if Antonio Gibson is sitting there in the 10th round, do you take him? No. Neither do I. That's the point. <laughs> Hard pass. Hard pass. Because, I mean, it's just like it's just like our point. Like, what, what is the upside? There is none. What is the upside? You don't, you don't ever see players like that rise from the ranks and go, yep, he was, it was just, you know, coach speak, and he learned his lesson, and all of a sudden he's, he's not fumbling and whatever, whatever. Don't be that guy that, again, you think is going to be the smartest guy in the room and draft a guy like that. You can't do it. You can't do it. It's going to leave a bad taste in your mouth. There's no doubt about that. No like doubt. Somebody like so take somebody some like of these Naeem guys Hines with higher upside. has more upside, in my opinion, right now than Antonio Gibson. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're probably, you're probably not wrong. You're probably not wrong. So please, if you're going to swing for the fences, these are the play. These are the rounds where you can find those league winners. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, those guys that are slightly off the radar. Again, I hate. I I actually, I don't hate referencing our league because it's our experience. It's what we've experienced firsthand. This isn't just podcast speak. This is what we've been through. So obviously, Baker, you already know what I'm going to cite from two years ago in our draft in sunny what Fort Lauderdale. 
Is that where you drafted? Uh, we were in sunny St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg. Thank you. Thank you. Sunny St. Petersburg. Why do we Petersburg, keep in Florida? Florida? Like the hell? What? I don't know. It's a nice place. I, mean, I, I like, like Florida. Florida too, but like we need to we need a freaking adventure. The fuck? We were in Michigan last year. Yeah, we clear Michigan and Florida. We need to adventure out. <laughs> <laughs> we will. We will. So we're in the middle of doing our draft and fifth round comes along and I quietly say Stefan Diggs. No reaction. And no one Not reacts. A little bit. Two rounds later, I'll look over at the room and give you a smile. Because I knew what was coming. Josh out. No reaction. Both breakout candidates, both league winners, and obviously I won the league last that year. So if those are the guys, and we have guys that we feel that could be those guys, and I would stay tuned for that episode because that's going to be an important one, that could be league winners. These are the rounds that you win your league right there. Just so you know, Justin Jefferson no is not one of those league winners. <laughs> Justin Jefferson thing, you fucking, you're gonna, I'm gonna cut you. I'm gonna cut you so bad. Oh, oh, wait till, wait, wait till going, we start taking DFS because I, I got some. Oh, I got some hot takes for JJ. I'm ready. I'm ready for that. I, I am definitely ready for that. Definitely ready. So, tip number a six. You've swung. You're taking some risks. I mean, conservative early, swung later. Fair, I mean, are, are are we swinging like? Uh... I don't know. Are we, swinging, are we swinging like Russell Brangin out here? Just swinging, striking out is what it is. Or are we going to our golf swing with our conservative VJ Singh? No, you have to. You still have to consider ADP. So if there's a guy you like that you may or may not get coming back. That's the time you go ahead and grab that guy. Because if your guy is sitting there and you have to pay attention to other people's rosters, which is like a sub tip, right? So like, you got a quarterback coming up or a wide receiver, a tight end, and you look at the the teams that are behind you or in front of you that could be on that wraparound, and they don't have those particular positions, 90% of the time, that guy that you may want is going to be gone. So go ahead and snag that guy. So it's all ADP. like you, I mean, not all ADP, but it's your guys mixed in with it. That's why you have to rank these guys yourself. Like, you, you have to... You have to take some guys off the board. You have to move some guys up manually. Like, this is why. This is the purpose of doing that, to make sure that you're ready when someone zigs, you're ready to zag every time. So I can be ready to take Miles Sanders in the third round. Gotcha. Don't you. (laughs) (laughs) If y'all don't remember last year with Sully's obsession down the stretch of playing Miles Sanders and being butthurt by it. Like, Lord Jesus, the dude scored zero touchdowns last year. Zero. Zero. Miles. So it was Kyle Pitts. No, because Kyle Pitts scored a touchdown. Not in the U.S. Kyle Pitts wasn't hurt like Miles Sanders. Doesn't count. That, that makes it worse. <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> that makes it like, worse. Like, hearing people talk about the regression, the positive regression from Miles Sanders makes me want to rip my hair out. It's progression, bro. I'm sorry, positive progression for Miles Sanders. No, like Jalen Hurts is just the goal line back. It's like expecting a Buffalo running back to actually score rushing touchdowns inside the five. It doesn't happen. Why? Because Josh Allen's the freaking goal line back. Period. Listen, like I said, this this actually leads, like I said, into the next tip. 
is that this is this you don't have to follow this one okay this is subject to opinion but it has worked for me and baker you're a proponent of it too so i know you'll agree with me here are two positions that i don't care about you're right ready no baker you can say it i mean i don't i don't give a damn about who's my starting tight end Uh, here's the caveat that i will say to this unless an elite tight end is falling Exactly. I will. I will snatch up an elite tight end. Case in point, this year George Kittle seems to be falling in a a decent amount of uh, mock drafts that I've done. So if George Kittle is sitting there fourth, fifth, sixth round, I get it. That makes sense. Darren Waller sitting there in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, I get it. Because Travis Kelsey ain't falling that far. Mark Andrews ain't falling that far. Kyle Pitts ain't falling that far. Correct. 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 So if it's not one of those two guys essentially falling, I don't give a flying fuck-a-ma-diggle. Who has that T-E next to their name in my starting roster? 1,000% agree. So there's a big tier gap between those guys that you mentioned and the rest. The rest are dart throws. Like, you can find, there's always a, there's always somebody who just ends up, you know, luck boxing their way into a handful of touchdowns. Last year it was Dawson Knox. What do you have? Ten touchdowns? Yep. Something crazy like that. Way, way too many touchdowns for like he had like ten touchdowns on like eighty targets. It was an insane, you know, you, it was an insane rate. But somebody does something stupid like that that you can potentially find off of waivers, find late in a draft, you know, that can get you there. Don't care. Yeah, I I, I draft a guy. I drafted a guy that was retired, and he worked out for you. Yeah, it was great. That's Rob Gronkowski. So I think Rob Gronkowski was was yeah. great. It, it worked out amazing. Worked out perfectly fine. Top ten tight end. Cool. Let's. let's. You also draft. Yeah, and I and I didn't have to draft, and I didn't have to waste any capital on him. None because I was busy building my roster. You also drafted Zach Ertz, which turned out to be a good one for you as well. I know, right? <laughs> I was I was looking at the draft from last year, and I'm like, this dude really drafted Zach Ertz at the end of the draft, and it's like, because I knew he was going to get yeah, traded. Like, that was a fantastic pick. I knew he was going to get traded. I was just waiting for it. I'm not going to lie. Those other drafts that I did last year where I stole that because I didn't because that's the only league that I'm in with you. So obviously you wouldn't know. But yeah, I stole that. I'm like, yeah, I'm using that. Like Zach Ertz at the end of a bunch of drafts for me last year. Yeah, he cost you nothing. No. Oh, my God. And, and it worked out the second <laughs> half of the season because it's like this dude went off. Sure did. Yeah, he was a PPR monster for sure. But what's that second position, Baker? Well, are we talking about the position that we don't have in our league anymore or the position that me and you just draft late as fuck because we still don't care? Okay. The latter. The the one we draft late. Quarterback is, like- is stupid deep. Like, it is in, it is insanely deep to the point. And like I mentioned, this does not apply to you super flex Oh, not players, even a little bit. Like- okay? That is a completely different beast. We are talking standard. You have to start one QB a week. And that's it. We're also not referring to best ball because that's a complete different beast. But if we're talking standard redraft leagues. If you do not get a top tier quarterback, that falls. That falls. That Josh falls. Allen's not falling. This just in. Forget quarterback. You can find your quarterbacks late. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Pat Mahomes, a, they're not falling. The, right. So there's a significant difference between the RB1 and the RB15. Significant. And you have to start two of them. Potentially three. 
on a weekly basis. There is about a seven to eight point, not not even, it's about a six to seven point per game in a four-point passing touchdown league from QB1 to quarterback 18. On any given week, you okay. can tell me that uh, Russell Wilson's going to significantly outscore Matt Ryan this year. Any given week. Correct. Correct. So I would not be the one that says Josh Allen's name in the second round. I'm not doing it because the drop off from, let's say, Josh Allen in the second, Jalen Hurts in the sixth, and a guy like, I don't know, you mentioned him, Matt Ryan. This year, new team is an unknown. But if you're one of the right now, after you get after you get past the 10th round, 10th or 11th round, you're looking at streamer territory. And the Colts play Houston week one. They play Houston twice and Jacksonville twice. So, yeah. So, why would I spend a valuable second rounder on I heart Josh Allen? Because you already know I'm going to say that man's name about 100 times on this podcast. Okay. At least. It still hurts me that you kicked me off my own bandwagon. I have to throw that out there. Kicked you off. Booted your ass. So, there are so many great to good running backs. There are so many great to good receivers in that range. And you want to take a quarterback? Like, when you could wait, load up your roster, and then take somebody on a whim later in the draft. Quarterback, like you mentioned, Baker, is deep. Oh, it's crazy. Deep. I mean, you have the the breakout darling of Trey Lance this year. You have, you have, you know, Matthew Stafford. You know the Rams. If his elbow is good, he's going to sling that ball. Aaron Rodgers is falling because nobody wants to draft him. Because of the fact that, you know, everybody's concerned about his uh, targets or his uh, receiving options. You have Tua. Right. Trevor Lawrence loaded up in Jacksonville. I mean, it could be a good second year for him. Like, there's just so many Tua with these speed options down in Miami. If he can get the balls in their hands. Like, ain't nobody drafting Tua. Oh, you damn right. Nobody drafting Tua. Ain't nobody drafting Tua. So, again, your draft capital. Why would you want to waste it? On one of those quarterbacks. Why would you want to overdraft Kyler? Why would you want to overdraft Allen? Why would you want to overdraft Mahomes? Random beer bet. When Random you can beer wait. bet next Saturday when we draft. Trey Lance, Trey Lance goes ahead of Aaron Rodgers. You want to take me up on that? Hell no, nah, because that's okay. going to happen. That's going to happen. That's going to happen at our draft. And and a lot of drafts. It's not just ours. It's a lot of drafts. Like, like don't get it twisted. Like I, I, I dig the hype on Trey Lance, but this hype has gotten out of control. I, I I'm with you, but I mean he he's a candidate. He's a breakout. He's absolutely candidate. a breakout candidate, and I and I can't blame no somebody for no taking doubt. him. But oh my god, the hype! But the ADP is rising. I mean, it's like freaking Phoenix over here. That thing's rising so fast. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Tip number Slevin. seven. Speaking of those speaking of those valuable Slevin, roster spots, not seven Slevin. Uh, lucky number 11. We're at lucky Thank number you. 11 here. Speaking of those valuable roster spots. Is it okay? We're going to talk about real quick, and Baker, you might have a different opinion okay. about this. It's the handcuff conundrum. There's two handcuffs in football that you need, in my humble opinion. Everything else is like either. But the way you draft them is the difference in what I'm about okay. to talk about. Are you ready? I'm ready. ready for this. So the handcuff conundrum. If you are an owner of a top flight running back, regardless of who that is, whether it's CMC, JT, 
Nick Chubb to a lesser extent, King Henry, any of those guys, and you feel compelled to force yourself, Dalvin Cook, you feel yourself compelled to draft, overdraft a handcuff, you're playing the what-if game. What if that player gets hurt? But here's why I advise against drafting your own handcuff. Ready? Perfect example for me, Derrick Henry. Who's Derrick Henry's backup? Exactly. So whoever the hell that player is, you're going to feel compelled to draft him, just like I did. I had Darrington Evans, or whatever the hell his damn name was from last year, on my bench doing absolutely nothing for weeks. And somehow he kept getting hurt in practice. Then I had to drop his ass, pick his ass right back up, just in case Derrick Henry were down. And even when Derrick Henry were down, they still went to an RBBC, or an running back by committee, with three different people. The lead of which being Devonta So it Foreman, didn't matter. Strangely enough. Yeah. 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 But what I'm trying to say is, the unknown handcuffs are a no draft to me, and the known handcuffs are draftable on the teams that you don't have that player on. Let me explain. You are a Dalvin Cook owner, okay? You're going to feel compelled to overdraft Alexander Madison in the event because we all know good and well Dalvin Cook is going to get hurt. I mean, death taxes and Dalvin Cook getting hurt. He is inevitable, like Thanos, okay? I implore you to not draft the handcuff on your team. I implore you to draft someone else's handcuff. And here's why. If Dalvin Cook gets hurt, no, 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 you're Dalvin Cook owner, and you don't draft Alexander Madison. Let's say in the event that Dalvin Cook never gets hurt, you have that roster spot for somebody else that you could actually use in your lineup. If you're the Alex Madison owner and the Dalvin Cook owner, Alex Madison is occupying a roster spot you will never use. Dontrell Hilliard is currently the number two running back in Tennessee, FYA. Yeah, I'm not drafting Dontrell Hilliard. Any, anyway, if you have, if you're a Dalvin Cook owner, but decided to draft Tony Pollard instead, and Zeke gets hurt. You have a top flight, low end RB2 that you can insert into your flex or RB2 spot immediately. That roster spot is used. If you have Alex Madison, Dalvin Cook does get hurt. You are net neutral on your team. You just flip-flop one or the other and your team does not improve. However, if the latter happens... Your team has significantly improved. Now you have a top flight uh, high-end RB2, potentially RB1, and you still have your other player. So drafting someone else's handcuffs nets you a net positive, whereas drafting your own handcuff nets you a net neutral at best. So I implore you to draft someone else's handcuff on your team instead of your own especially if it's an unknown handcuff let someone else draft Dontrell Hilliard let someone else draft Naheen Hines let someone else do that you focus on the known commodities that are clearly someone else's handcuff and if that happens 
A, that team, that team falls into desperation mode and is going to come knocking on your door about acquiring that person for a trade. Hey, man, uh, I lost Alvin Cook for the year, but you got Alex Madison, man. What can I get for him, man? Well, <laughs> it's going to cost you <laughs> a lot. So, so much. So let me know your thoughts. Well, I think Tony Pollard's a terrible example because this year alone, just going off of where he's being drafted in the sixth, seventh round, you know, he he's a standalone value in himself. You're not overdrafting him as a Zeke handcuffed. There's a three round difference between the two. It's true. This is true. This is true. I mean, it's a, it's an example, but it's like one of the prime examples. In, pre, in prior years, I, I I I can mess with that example. It's just this year in particular. You know, people are very down on Zeke, and people are very high on Tony Pollard for reasons unbeknownst to me. As you are a Tony Pollard believer, I'm confused. I'm a believer, but when it comes to Dalvin, Dalvin is the one example that I have to disagree with. Like. Being a uh, Chuba Hubbard uh, owner last year, it didn't do a damn thing for you because he's not CMC. You know, Darrington Everts was not, you know, uh, Derrick Henry. I can't think of anybody like being a Kareem Hunt owner when Nick Chubb went down didn't net you anything positive because the, the Browns were still a split backfield. But Alex Madison is the one proving commodity that when Dalvin Cook goes down, he steps into that role. Not only is he just, is he Dalvin Cook light? Like, like it is the, it's scary how close the production is. The efficiency is not the same, but the production is, which is all you care about in fantasy. So as a Dalvin owner, I have no problem burning that roster spot knowing that I have insurance. It's like, it, it's, it's literally the, the, the uh, exact same as, you know, you own a fancy sports car. Cool. You drive fast as hell in your fancy sports car with no insurance. You're a good driver. Doesn't matter. All it takes is one bad driver on the road, and then you're like, crap, I needed insurance. Baker. That's my name. You buy the insurance in Blackjack? <laughs> I hate you because you know the answer. I answer do, the question. I answer the question. Not. Okay, why? Because I'm a gambler. Okay. So buying the insurance, at, at worst, at worst, no, I'm sorry, at best, is a net neutral. Agree. Correct? I agree with the net neutral. That's why you don't buy the insurance in, in, in Blackjack, right? Yes. Right? That's my point. But in understanding the fact that... The, That's literally you, the point. That's literally the Yearly point, fantasy is also a weekly fantasy game. Like, you have to beat your opponent. You're not beating the league. You're beating your single opponent. If you if you're a Dalvin Cook owner, and he and when he goes down because we know he will, you need to beat your opponent that week. You're not going to find a Dalvin Cook off the waiver wire. The only option you have to replace him more than likely is to have his handcuff. But the other side of the coin is, if you're the non Dalvin Cook owner, and you draft Alex Madison, that is a net positive for your team. Period. Point blank. I mean, regardless, the whole the whole concept of Alex Madison, which is, in my opinion, really the only handcuff that's really worth talking about, is not Ramondre Stevenson and uh, Ramondre Stevenson has value on his own. I think a lot of these backups have value on their own because they have they have places in their offense 
But I'm just saying, if someone like, let's say, okay, Chris Evans. Okay. Joe Mixon goes down. You draft the Chris Evans in like, I don't know, the 11th, 12th round, and you're a non-Joe Mixon owner. Chris, that's all Chris Evans' role, from my understanding. I mean, that's 100% a net positive for uh, your team. 100% correct. Right. He holds no value, none, when Joe Mixon is on the field. But we also don't know what Chris Evans is minus Joe Mixon, because remember, Samaje was the number two last year. It's all right. You know, this year could be different. But I'm just saying, there's different, there's different examples for that. So, again, from my perspective, my perspective, let's say, okay, let's say it this way, because this is the last, this is the last little bit I harp on this last tip, is you are the Dalvin Cook owner. You draft Alex Madison. Would you still be inclined to draft someone else's handcuff? That's a proven commodity. I probably wouldn't just because of the fact that I wouldn't want to burn two roster spots on my team on handcuffs. I would. I would. I totally would. Totally would. And especially, oh, okay, so here's a real, here's, a, here's another example. Here's another example. <clears throat> and I, I hate that I'm spending so much time on this topic, but it's really important. It's really important. So let's say there are contributing members to said backfield that are going at ridiculously different ADPs. Two examples right now, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. If you're an Aaron Jones owner, you draft AJ Dillon, you don't actually play AJ Dillon. You're waiting on an Aaron Jones injury, even though he proves he has standalone value, right? You'll never play those two together. You won't flex one and start one. It's not going to happen. So that uh, that owner, the Aaron Jones owner, is definitely not inclined to overdraft A.J. Dillon. But you draft A.J. Dillon. Aaron Jones goes down. The value of A.J. Dillon skyrockets, and those ADPs are four rounds apart. Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, same thing. You won't draft one and start the other if you have them both on the same team. But the Daryl Henderson owner, Cam Akers goes down again, or vice versa. Who won that? Who won that exchange? And they have ridiculously different ADPs. So what do you do in that situation? What are you gonna do? Those are really tough ones. Um if I draft Aaron Jones, I'm not drafting AJ Dillon. Because I go I I go back to my DFS it. thought process for a second when you when you mention Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, just because of the fact that I've already thought to myself when it comes to DFS that there might be weeks that I play them both. Because I think that's what the Packers offense this year will be. It will be both running backs uh, in in any given week. Uh going back to you know my Saints days, you know how much I love those Mark Ingram, you know, Alvin Kamara teams. Yeah. <laughs> We ain't gonna see nothing like that. No I mean, more, that man. was so rare that I would play both running backs. Lindale White and yeah. CJ Two K playing both ah. running backs and it works. It's so difficult. It is ah. so difficult. But I think if there's going to be a team this year, the Packers might be that team where you could play both. Could be. But from a yearly standpoint, not a DFS standpoint. Yeah, yeah. I would be. I would be hard pressed to play them both. You're right. When it comes to uh, Daryl Henderson and, and Cam Akers, there's no way you could ever play them both. So you're 100% right when it comes to that one. But that's the thing when it comes to handcuffs. There's literally only one handcuff to talk about. And that's the and, and, and that shows the importance of him as a handcuff. Okay, so maybe he's a, he's, he's a tiered handcuff. Absolutely. How about that? All right, we, we, can, we can settle that there. We can settle it there. All right. 
before we wrap it up. Last tip. Last tip. Just a tip. Just a play, tip. play your yearly lineups like you're playing a DFS lineup. Every time I do that, it doesn't work for me. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this works twofold, right? So we've gotten introduced to the concept in DFS of stacking, right? So let's say if you're, you know, and this definitely applies to best ball. Definitely That's applies to best That's how you should be ball. building a best ball team. But, right, so redraft, though. You're the Travis Kelsey owner. You might be inclined to overdraft Pat Mahomes. Is that a good stack? Good combo? Is there yeah, such of course. thing as overdrafting somebody with an ADP in the third round? Well, yeah, if you're the Kelsey owner, let's say you went first round Kelsey, second round Mahomes. That's yeah, overdrafting. I guess so. You overdraft Mahomes. But if you can find a mini correlation in your lineup that works, don't force it. But if you have the opportunity to get it without forcing it, I, I do so it. So you're telling me if you're the CD Lamb owner, if you're the CD Lamb owner, you might be more inclined. To draft that. So you're telling me in our in our league, I'm not saying Saturday, reach for him. Draft uh, Kirk Cousins. Is that what you're trying to tell me? But see, like you could be you in that situation. That presents a very unique situation because of the ADP of a guy like Kirk Cousins, because he's borderline last drafted outside of the top ten streaming option where you already have Justin Jefferson in place. So it's not you're forcing that. Stack. It's just an easy stack. It's going to naturally right fall to you. So in my situation, I'm starting off with Michael Pittman and Steph Diggs. And I just talked about it about 25 minutes ago that I'm not drafting Josh Allen in the second round. I'm not doing it. I mean, he ain't going to fall to the fourth oh, either. Go- he, if, if he doesn't get taken in the second, he's gone in the third. Guaranteed. Without Guaranteed. question. Without question. Without question. But in my situation, just like your situation, no one's Matt drafting Ryan's Matt free. Ryan. Matt Ryan's free. So I just got a nice little, nice little stack. Nice little stacky right, stack. So we both just gave up our tips Pitman for and what Matt we're Ryan. Doing on Saturday. Cool. <laughs> I'm just saying. 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 But that's the thing, Baker. Not everybody in our league is smart enough to listen to us. Which is weird because, you know, we have a decent amount of championships between the two of us. Decent amount. Right. So the people and you listening to me yell at you, you are one of the lucky few. What are the lucky few that get these tips fresh off the grill from the DFS deli? So force the correlation. I mean, are you... Not that force the correlation, but bring on the the correlation. The correlation works. The As stacking a vegan, works. do you still use a grill? I mean, I just figured that you picked it straight off the tree or out the grass. Yeah, asshole. Does it cook food? I mean, it cooks food, but you don't eat food. Does your food cook? Shut the... F- I don't, I'm just curious. I don't know these things. I'm gonna. We're 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 definitely gonna get into several physical altercations <laughs> in Florida. That is okay nah, that's, with that's me. perfectly fine with me too. I'll just take the grass and throw it at you, and you'll get busy eating. So <laughs> I'm gonna let that one go. I'm gonna let that one go. Get you some. Get you some Tom Brady ice Brady. cream. Some avocado ice cream. Maybe I. I like that. Actually. That sounds disgusting. Oh Sounds my delicious. god! And I love avocados. Don't get it twisted. I absolutely love avocados. Avocado ice cream Thanks. sounds disgusting. <laughs> Don't knock it until you try it, buddy. No, 
I am knocking the hell out of it. Tom Brady, you might be the greatest quarterback, but you have the stupidest diet ever. <laughs> Eat a goat. It's because of his diet. In it, anyway, listen, if you're going against an opponent that is projected to beat you and you have a roster spot, let's say your flex, one is starting is kind of conservative. You know what you're going to get. And there's a high upside play on your bench and you're projected to lose. Play it like DFS. Swap those guys and play for the win. Always go for the higher upside guy if you're in between starting one versus the other. Stack them up. Go for the upside. So play your yearly lineups like you do your DFS lineups. That's my last tip, man. Anything to harp on? Anything else to, to throw out there? Just a you know, a little seasoning, a little seasoning on those eight tips? Um, as long as those eight tips aren't grass, um, I can season them. You want to fight? I mean, we can fight. That's perfectly fine. I mean, we've, we've had this conversation <laughs> multiple times. You'll win just because you have vegan powers. <laughs> if you don't get the reference, watch Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. It's a horrible movie but it's actually entertaining <laughs> but it's good yeah it's horrible but good yeah you're right you're absolutely right um my only tip is to draft as many vikings as you can so draft kirk cousins my draft God. adam Thielen, draft kj osborne draft alvin cook draft justin jefferson draft kirk cousins uh just don't draft their defense that's the only thing draft ontario smith draft uh draft alex madison as we spent a half hour talking about handcuffs you know, dra- dra- draft yeah, as many Vikings as you can, just not their defense. That's it. Oh, that was a good. Uh, that was a good. That was a good handcuff rant. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that back and forth with you, sir. I needed that. I mean, I, 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 I needed that like in my that. life. Well, Baker, I'm I'm excited to be back, and I'm excited to have you back. I'm excited to have Chili back when he joins. I'm excited to have Studer back whenever he finds his equipment. Lord knows if that's ever. I mean, he texted us in the show saying um, that he found it and that he wanted to join mid freaking recording and. St- ignored <laughs> denied you can't just come late to work and be like oh let me get on this line nah fam you stay at home and i'll see you on the next shift speaking of the next shift the next show i am still super excited for dfs lineup building tips and tournament game selection I mean, just, just a sneak uh, peek i mean week one with this uh soft ass pricing you can literally just do whatever the fuck you want just do whatever you want. <laughs> Christmas has already came because pricing on FanDuel and DraftKings is out, and we are going to get in depth about those games. I am excited, but as far as tonight, Baker, I I I, I think it's time to close up. I'm fine with that. And it's good to have you all back. Don't forget to like and subscribe on your way out. We appreciate all of you being here with us tonight. Can I say one? Can, 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 we will can see I say one on thing before we go. Of oh, course. Thanks, uh, I mean, you're not supposed to play the music until after I say what I'm supposed to say. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I'll, I'll wait. Thank you. I'll wait. Go ahead. Just God. Go ahead. go ahead, honey. Come on. Well, what I was going to say is on my own part. Oh, my fucking God. I can't stand you. I can't freaking stand you. <laughs> my finger slipped. My finger slipped. I'm, sure, slip. I'm sure it didn't. Slip. I can all right, hands I are up. I don't believe you. Considering we're not looking at each other via video, I don't believe you. Not even a little bit. Ah, right, we're good. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> You're going to do it again. You're so going to do it again. No, I, I swear to God. I'm good. All right. On my 
on my personal. I'm just waiting for you to do it again, you piece of shit. <laughs> Spit it All right. out. On my personal Instagram this this year, for myself personally, I plan on putting out uh, on Saturday nights my uh, favorite stacks um, and things of that nature. On, I'm saying posting those every uh, Saturday on my personal Instagram, which is at Bakerlicious Taco. In case you didn't know that that's what Sully's talking about. It literally is my tag for everything. Gamer tag, Twitter, Instagram, everything. Love it. So, love it. Like love if you it. type Bigger Let's Just into anything, there's a great chance you'll find me besides TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. Love it. Love it. Love the concept. But Absolutely. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, once everything is digested from the week before I go to bed, before I uh, rest my head at the end of Saturday nights, um, after a long week in the deli, that's what I plan on putting on my own personal Instagram. So you're going to be like, uh, you're going to be like Ian Harditz, Harditz's, uh chopper. I'm not calling, you know, just random p- person to go off and be wrong 92% of the time. 150 and two, baby. Like, I, like I'm not, call, I'm not calling choppers because the last thing I would want is, you know, for people to actually start listening to me and then start ripping me unmercifully. The second I'm wrong. All right, they do talk him, man. I love, shout out to Ian Harditz, man. He is still one of my favorite DFS personalities, favorite football minds, and I, I love everything he does. However, I 100% respect the fact that he stopped doing that shit because he would get flamed for being wrong. Dude, if everybody was right at every freaking call that we made about predicting a sport that hasn't freaking happened yet, we'd all be freaking millionaires. You're, you're not wrong. Like, stop roasting this dude. And like, not he gave an and opinion. Not only is it, it like it's it's an outlier, you know, what he's throwing out there. He's throwing out, you know, 150, 102 touchdowns. That does not not one player does that every week. Period. You know, so you right. know, finding the one that may do it every week is an insanity in itself. Right. So I mean, you want to flame somebody about something, that's fine. But like, you know, like Keep it to your fucking self, man. We can talk shit about Ian Hart. It's all we want to ourselves. But don't go on a man's Twitter account. Oh, you're an idiot. You're wrong. Blah, blah, blah. I guarantee he's made more money than you when it comes to DFS. So please. That, and if you th- just keep if your you shit to yourself. An idiot, why did you play the person that he was talking about anyway? <laughs> yeah, why did you play him? Why do you follow him on Twitter? Why do you even send comments this way? You're the one that's absolutely, the idiot. Absolutely. Not him. Like, because we we do the exact same thing, Baker. We do the exact same thing on Saturday nights before, you know, lineups are getting set for Sunday. We make bold, ridiculous, stupid calls. And when they're right, we hit. When they're wrong, which they're more often than not going to be wrong, it is what it is. We want to finish at the top 1% of our tournaments that's why we do it again that's for the dfs show i don't want to start another rant because we're already over an hour and five minutes but i just want to just warming people up for the next show just warming people up for the next show because I, I i'm already ready i, I can record could. it now if i have to get up in the morning man i'm ready i'm ready i mean me and you both got to get up early so right i know i know so let's go ahead turn off the grills get the mop bucket out Let's close up the uh, shop for the night and we'll uh, see you all at uh, the top, uh, baby. Welcome back. Uh, 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 uh.